This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, folks. Welcome to another episode of Film Study. It's time for this week's matchups versus the Browns this week in week four. And joining me, of course, as always, is Frazier Tafar, who is the co-host of the show. Frazier, how are you doing? Hey, Ken. How are you? Uh, always a pleasure, my friend. We're going through some great baseball days. The Orioles hit a little bit of a, a bump in the road today with a 2 to nothing loss. But uh, the 1969 New York Mets, during their incredible stretch drive, were, were no-hit by Bob Moose of the Pirates. So I always remind myself of that game when, uh, uh, when we hit a little bump like this. And it's been... Boy, it's been some great Oriole baseball these last few days. Yeah, great to get a uh, division championship yesterday. I mean, long time coming, going from 100 losses to 100 wins. I mean, it's almost storybook, but it's just the beginning. I'm I'm ready to see what we can do in October and hopefully November and make a real impact. This coming yeah. this coming up playoffs. Me too. Me too. Uh, it was it seems like a couple of months ago. I was asking people for the thought experiment: Would you be willing to give up Jackson Holiday? If you had all of the following, and one of them was that Angelo sells the sells the team to Bishotti, and number two would be that that uh, uh, the Orioles sign a new thirty year lease to stay in Baltimore, and we got it. <laughs> we didn't yeah. have to give up Jackson Holiday for it. So uh, that's good. Yeah, good news. And uh, yeah, there were the, one of the other conditions was a ten year extension for uh, Elias and and Mydell. So that would have been a. a Pretty cool thing to announce too, and I thought if they had a player extension built in there too, that wouldn't have been a bad thing. But great day of baseball theater there at the at the stadium. Yeah. All right, let's get back to it. The the Ravens coming up into a game against the Browns. They are very injured. Now I did not yet see the final injury report for today, and I need to do that. But uh, uh, lots of uh, issues certainly uh, on that. You've seen it. Go ahead, take us through it. Yeah, I think uh, we have Bateman out, Odell out, Gus is a full go, Hamilton questionable, Hill questionable, Humphrey out, Linderbaum questionable, Ojabo, Odafe both out, Stanley is doubtful, he didn't practice today, mm-hmm. uh, Friday, and uh, Williams is questionable, he, had, he was a full go yesterday and today. Right, so two, two days with Williams, so... I, I, you know, from looking at this, I'd say you've got six outs because I don't know the last time a doubtful ever went. And if you've got six outs, you've either got to have those guys be the only guy you're in actives and all the questionables go, which I guess is possible that yeah. Tyler Linderbaum is really ready to return here. Um, uh, I think probably that's less likely. And tomorrow we'll probably see some sort of a move to IR for one of these players who they believe is going to be out a little long, whether that might be OA or a Jabba, whoever. Uh, but uh, it's whoever unfortunate. It is, it's going to be disappointing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, it's, you know, honestly, I think if it wasn't Stanley, I'd be pretty happy about it. 
Yeah. Um, you know, so if, if it's, uh, if let's say it's Beckham or it's Bateman who's out, but it's not both, hopefully, <laughs> uh, no, I, that wouldn't be too terrible. Humphrey would be very bad. A job or away, I really do am expecting one of those two guys to take longer than that to come back. So uh, I would, I would rather be Ojabo than Oway. Yeah. Better pick. Yeah, more significant, obviously, in terms of, of what he's contributing right now. All right. Well, let's let's go ahead anyway. They're gonna have the players they have. Let's talk about on offense and defense. I know from our from our uh production meeting, we've already picked our uh what we think our key matchups are. Why don't you go ahead with yours in terms of the Ravens offense versus the Cleveland defense? So offensively, we're going to have to control the pass rush of Cleveland. We've had issues in week one and week three, keeping Lamar clean. And we're not going to have Stanley go into the game. And even if we do have Linderbaum, it's still going to be an issue on the outside edges with Garrett and uh, Zadarius Smith. So with that being said, the matchup I'm looking at is going to be Smith versus our right tackle Moses Moses sorry uh it's gonna be critical that Moses doesn't try to overcommit to what Zadarius has to offer he has a, a big bag of tricks in terms of pass rush he can be whether he needs to go inside or outside around the cone he can do it all so he cannot let him break the game because Munkin is going to key in on getting help on Miles Garrett's side. So it's going to be Moses on an island all day. All right. I, I would agree that, that uh, Zadaria Smith is a huge factor. He has not yet had a sack, by the way, has not gotten on the board yet this year, which is, which is a little bit interesting because, hey, playing opposite Miles Garrett, you probably should have some chances by now. But uh, he still is certainly very significantly dangerous. I'm, I'm going to go a little broader than that because the last two weeks, uh, the average time to throw for Lamar Jackson has been 2.43 and 2.59 seconds. Uh, that can't continue. Um, it, 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 that's a function of a lot of balls out quick. Um, and it also means there are very few extended plays because it doesn't take too many five-and-a-half-second plays baked into a Lamar game to really yeah up the average. So yes. So uh, to, to me, it, it's going to require deception and it's going to require fear to control the edge rushers in this game. And they're going to really have to fear Lamar more than anything else. So I think they're going to have to show them some designed runs early on uh, that will hopefully help them in the passing game. And they may need to throw more out of uh, play action and you know, some of the, hopefully better play action on, on pass plays that they have. They, you know, usually now they, they have a read option, but they don't do it. They don't do a whole lot where they go all the way into the mesh, pull it out and throw the ball. It's actually very rare in the Ravens offense. 2019 when Lamar, you know, had his best season, they only did it three times the whole year, twice in the first week. Yeah. Uh, but, but hopefully, you know, maybe it's the pistol makes a comeback this week, or maybe Lamar's under center, which I'm really not as fond of. But if you put Lamar back in the shotgun, the pistol would be a way to to uh, at least have a forward-facing, hand-checky fake at the very least um, to keep some guys honest. And if you want to, if if they do it as sidecar, I don't think it's as effective 
because you're not freezing the edge. Lamar is usually not the edge threat there. He's usually the middle threat, and that's not going to slow down the edge defenders. So I think if they if they really want to uh, you know make those edge defenders freeze, or at least one of them on a per play basis, they need to uh, try and find a way to have Gus Edwards in particular running straight for the middle of the tackle box and have Lamar be an edge threat. Be amazing if we had a uh, Keaton Mitchell coming back yeah. this week. That'd be a great week. But he, yeah, he's he's good for that. But but he's he's a edge threat again. And if Lamar is the middle threat, he doesn't create that problem for the edge defender the way he does when the Ravens ran their offense out of pistol in 2019. So it's 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 a it's you run it out sidecar that that the guy to your left or to your right is automatically really an edge threat. And then they counter and they and they they show you another deceptive edge threat. And then they they can block in the middle to, to give you extra troubles. But Lamar is typically running up the middle when the when their back is in sidecar. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think pass rush wise and containing Smith and Garrett, it's gonna be if we can't block them, we have to efficiently run the ball all day so they're not on their front foot ears back and trying to get to Lamar all day because we've seen when they're in passing situations I mean Miles Garrett is doing basketball moves before the snap just playing Mm -hmm. with people I mean it's it's a scary thing especially with what we have up front and it's yeah so I think it's going to be crucial that we run the ball whether it be outside or inside, if we can continue to gash them inside, that might force Smith to bump inside uh, in front of either Zeitler in between uh, Zeitler and Moses. So it's going to be a big, big thing for Gus to get going. And I want to see Drake become more of an outside threat this week. All right. All right. So you want to see Drake out of sidecar and Gus from behind the behind the uh, quarterback, whether it's pistol or just in a normal eye, or wouldn't even be an eye formation, like a single back formation most of the time, probably for the Ravens. Yeah, and uh, Gordon would be in that category too, but I don't want to see him too often. I think if Hill goes, I think uh, Gordon will be down. Gordon will sit. Yeah. yeah. And probably. if he doesn't, that means that John Harbaugh's doghouse is a real thing. So they, Gordon is still on the practice squad. So as far as we know, the elevations this week will be Van Noy and one back, as far as we know, unless they make other roster moves before then. Okay. So Van, I, I, Van Noy's got to play, I would think. I, I can't yeah, imagine that he, no that, he, that he wouldn't. And then, and then they need one running back. So Because even if they get Hill back, it's, it's Edwards and Hill only. And one of Gordon or Drake has to be there. So it, it almost sounds like they're planning for Hill to be back because if they're not, well, that whole long list of questionables is not particularly useful. It's just going to result in roster moves tomorrow that'll have that'll be forced uh, because they've got to be able to fill 40. 40- Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? 
That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply eight bodies for this game at a minimum yeah that's going to be another roster crunch coming in yeah all right let's let's move on to the defensive side of the ball and talk about about what you want to see so you had a really interesting one on this side you start us off in terms of what you'd like to see i'm going to be interested in how the ravens disguise their coverages post-snap and pre-snap when deshaun watson goes back to pass i think watson is still trying to get back to what he was post situation with Mm. everything that happened with him. He's showed a little spark last week, which isn't a good thing for the AFC North, but he hasn't put it all together yet. And for us to continue that trend, we have to continue to confuse him at the line of scrimmage. Uh, We mainly have been going too high shell all year well since mcdonald has taken over mainly and this might be the game where we continue to we might go to a wink style formation in the sense of having people at a line of scrimmage and continue to back out i know that mcdonald has shown that throughout the year but we might see it a little bit more in the sense of hamilton being in the slot now and having film of coming off the edge and being a difference in the pass rush game, I think it's going to cause issues for the offense. And is he going to come? Is he not? Or how are they going to decipher what's happening up front? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I like the idea of disguising coverages, and I've got no problem adding it. Now, if you're talking about disguising by dropping from simulated pressure, as you, as you mentioned there, it's it is a disguise it's more to you're disguising your pass rush you're kind of putting your coverage at a disadvantage to drop your inside linebackers into that into that first level of, of zone coverage uh that said i'm you know i do want to see simulated pressure i think it's one of the one of the things that's really worked for the ravens it certainly worked um in, in these early games they need to get a sense very quickly of whether or not deshaun watson is onto his hot read or not if they've yeah. if they've made that a point of emphasis this week then you know, figuring out if he's got that or not means you've got to back off a little bit in terms of what you do in the pass rush. I actually think what we're going to see from the Ravens is very vanilla. I think they're going to see, we're going to see a coverage two shell. 
Um, they're not going to respect the Browns run game until the Browns prove they can run it right down their throat. And they, they might be able to, because they've got a, you know, a big, good run blocking offensive line, certainly. But, yep. uh, I think we'll, we'll see the cover two shell. I think we'll see Worley on the back end with stone and, uh, or Williams, if he plays on the back yeah. end with stone, which would be, you know, terrifically good. And I think we'll see Hamilton in the nickel. And I think the only time we'll see Hamilton at any other spot, the nickel, um, he'll rush the passer from that spot, but the only time we'll see him anywhere, but, but as a true nickel will be when he drops a strong safety in a four DB package and stone comes off the field. I don't, I really don't think we're going to see Hamilton in huge multi roles. I think he's as multi as he can get when he's at that nickel. So, uh, you know, you can, you can do it all right from that spot. But I think the the big key is going to be for Watson burrow stared right at the Ravens cover too. He, Back down from an entirely realizing his own weaknesses for most of the game, throwing outside, 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 ball out quick, ball out quick, ball out quick. You know, swing past little small ball. Yeah. But the one time he really did try and throw in it, he threw, he threw seven passes actually that were 15 yards or more. Uh, 0 for 7, one of those being interception, 0.0 passer rating. Uh, he, he didn't have the arm strength to muscle that ball through the – Stone Pockets. and Hamilton on the interception. And and it'll be interesting to see if Watson is uh really can do it. Watson, you know, was a 55% completion guy the first two weeks of the season. This last yeah. week he had a big, big week. Maybe, maybe he's back in, in some way, or maybe that was the aberration. Uh the Browns haven't really played great teams so far. The best defense they played was the Steelers. And uh, you know, them, he didn't he really didn't play very well. Yeah. I think. Steelers defensively are always going to confuse quarterbacks. I don't think that's mm-hmm. that's always part of their MO. So I don't think that's anything to be surprised about. The, my big thing is if William plays, I think they're going to emphasize to him not to get physical at all. Mm-hmm. He He's obviously not injured from the shoulder down, he's completely healthy. So he's still valuable to the team in the sense of pass defense might be tricky because he's going to really try and go up with one arm unless it's a surefire pick, which most of the time he's had a pick. It's been like a breadbasket type catch. So mm-hmm. I think having him back there can give us more of a sense of comfort because even though Worley played well, it's still kind of, you know, having Mar- having Williams back there is definitely way more comfortable. I, I probably would have said the same thing. I, first of all, obviously, I'd rather have Marcus Williams than yeah. Worley back there. But Worley played so well in that preseason, particularly that first game, knowing exactly where to be at the end of that game on every high leverage play. Didn't make any mistakes, really, in this last game. He made all seven tackles he was supposed to do. He's basically in the right spot in coverage. No big plays allowed. I'm actually quite confident he's going to be fine on the back end if if Williams isn't able to go or if somebody goes down during the game. Um, but uh, But I really, at this point, I kind of think the Ravens are committed to Hamilton at nickel, at least for the for the short term, at least until somebody is back there, whether that is Humphrey or Pepe maybe, or maybe somebody else even that they acquire. But I don't think there, there's no desire to play Mollette at this point in the slot. Yeah. I kind of I thought that's the way they're going, but that's not happening. <laughs> is he even practicing? 
Mollett's on the team. He's on the 53, so I assume so. He, he would be one of the guys, by the way, that they might make a roster move with if they need to uh, do that. They've got a couple hundred thousand in guaranteed money tied up in him, but, wow. they, but they could make a move there. I thought he was still injured. Now, he, he actually played last week of a handful of snaps. Wow, I don't know how I missed yeah. that. My apologies. Yeah, no problem. Uh, anything, anything else you want to talk about? Any special teams things or other, other key things about this game that you're looking forward to? Uh, I would like to see us pop a kick return, punt return. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, a little bit overdue. Um, especially Devin Duvernay has been quiet and I think that's been, It's been a handful of things. I think one is definitely Zay Flowers being incorporated in offense into the team, period. I think mm-hmm. he's taken up a lot of his role. And I don't know if it's just me, but Devin doesn't seem to be going 100%, or maybe he's lost a step a little bit. Interesting. Maybe his, his motivation to be on the team has gone down after maybe a little trade rumors and his future not being hundred percent secure with the team or I don't know what it is, but especially last week against Cincinnati, he didn't, or not last week, two weeks ago against Cincinnati on those jet sweeps, he didn't go full steam ahead. Like we've seen Devin DuVernay go full steam. I think I know the reason for that is he's high level of concern on staying in bounds and still maximizing yardage. And so he had two runs for 13 there at the, on the, those last two drives where they're trying to grind out the clock. I thought he, I thought he ran exceptionally well there. And last week, you know, Duvernay did give him a chance to get back in the game with that punt return in overtime into uh, Indianapolis territory that really yeah. is one of about 10 times the Ravens should have won the game. So yeah. I, it, uh, there's so much to be frustrated about that. And eventually you just have to let it go. But uh, uh, that was a, a, a truly awful set of missed opportunities last week. Yeah, it was tough. All Very right. tough. I just, I hope we'd never go through that again. I know we have usually have one of these games a year, but it's just, I can't take it. We're, we're better than that. Yeah. Yeah, it, is, it, it definitely is tough to watch. One of the things, I mean, you, you, being a baseball fan and being a football fan is very different because baseball, you know, nobody wins more than about 65% of the games, even even the very best teams. And so you're always prepared to face a hot pitcher and lose a game. And but in football, the games are much more important. So exactly. if you're a 10-point favorite, you know, you're going to win 85% of the time or, or maybe even a little more than that. And uh, it's, it's, you really can't accept losses in a short season the same way. Yeah, and even with the expand, extended season, it still doesn't make a difference. Every game counts yeah. even more. All right. Always fun to do these shows with you, Frazier. Uh, tell folks where they can talk football with you online. You guys can find me on Twitter slash X at F underscore R-A-V-E 8. That's F underscore Rave 8. All right. Other folks out there who want to be on a film study short, hit me up with a DM on Twitter. Uh, that's how I met Frazier originally. He wanted to do a show with me, and we, we came up with an idea to do a regular one after doing a couple of preseason previews. And uh, this has been a lot of fun. So uh, I'd like to meet you if you're out there and you want to talk football. And please give me a DM. I'll get right back to you. For Frazier Tavar, this is Ken McCusick saying goodbye, and we'll talk to you next week on Matchups.
This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.